On today's bonus, Locked On Slovenia, we're taking a look at Slovenia's last FIBA preparation game against Japan. How did Luka Doncic look? How did the rest of the team look? Are they ready for the World Cup? Talk about that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks show, NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We normally talk about the Dallas Mavericks here, but today we're talking about the Slovenian team, the Slovenian national team, Luka Doncic, on their way to the FIBA World Cup. They took on Japan in this one. Slovenia wins 103-68, to and it was actually close at certain points in this game. You can believe me if you, if you don't want to. The end score makes it look like it was a complete blowout, and it was in the second half for sure. But first quarter, it ended with just a five-point lead for Slovenia. There's a couple of things we can really point out. But let's start with Luka Doncic. Luka goes out there, plays. This is their first game, I believe, that they've actually played in Japan. Some of the FIBA World Cup will be played in Japan. Some of it in Indonesia. Some of it in the Philippines. And Luka goes out, huge cheer as soon as he gets the ball. There's Mavericks jerseys scattered across the audience. There's a couple of Slovenia jerseys scattered across the audience. Really cool to see just how global Luca is and how much of a global star he is at this point. Now, this is a FIBA preparation game. So this is kind of like their preseason going into this tournament, just warming up games, exhibitions, friendlies, whatever you want to call it. We've done episodes on the other games that Luca has played in Slovenia. We've done one now on Australia and Josh Green and all that. But they'll start their games coming up next weekend. I think Slovenia's first game is Saturday. Here in the U.S., yeah, Saturday against Venezuela will be their first one that they play. And they'll play against their their uh, their group that we'll talk about here in a minute. But Luka doubled on every single play. You're, you're, you're with Slovenia, and you're playing against a Japanese team that's just so undersized. The same way that Slovenia looked undersized against Spain, Japan looked undersized against Slovenia. They just have small guards, small wings, small centers. It's just not... They don't have a ton of, of height on their team. And so Luca was getting was, was getting switches against this guard who number five on, on Japan. And they they listed him at 172 inches. I did some quick math, and that's 5'8. I don't know if he's 5'8. I think that's a, a generous 5'8. So he kept getting a switch onto this onto this guy. And when you have Luca, who's 6'8, that can do the things that he does, you just can't allow a switch like that. And so it happened a couple times to start the game. And then the Japanese coach goes, well, we can't do that. So we're just going to double him anytime he touches the ball. Luka got doubled so much in this game. So many times Luka got doubled. And because of it, we got to see so many, uh, we got to see so many different passes and passing things from Luka. But from the beginning of the game, Luka started the game like nine minutes, like one minute into the game. Luka hits a three fading into the baseline from an inbounds pass on single coverage. And they just go, you know what? Instead of throwing single coverage at him, we're going to throw doubles. And a lot of teams do this. They try it. And what Luka does is he picks you apart with his passing. And it makes the other team, the other players on the team have to beat you. And that's one of the things that they, you know, the Slovenia team is going to really live or die by is the three, which the Mavericks do too. But the Slovenia team is really going to live and die by the three. Can can some of these guys, can Blazic, can Dragic, can uh, Gregor Glass, can... Nikolic can uh, either of the Preplovichs, you know, can they make threes? That's really what you're what you're asking for from the Slovenia team. 
And they didn't even make a ton of threes in this game and still got the blowout in this one um, because Luka was dicing up everybody. Uh, I think Slovenia had some good fast breaks and transition offense at a certain point in this game. And then Japan Japan gave them their best shot early in the game, hit a couple of threes. Japan chucks three. They just throw up threes. Uh, it almost looks like the ball's on fire when they let go of some of these threes. But J- Japan hit a bunch of threes early, and then they just ran out. I mean, Japan didn't score 20 points in any quarter throughout the rest of this game. They, sc- they scored 21 points in the first quarter, and you go, oh, man, Japan's sticking with them, 26 to 21 at the end of the first quarter. And then they score 15, 14, 18. And Japan's offense just couldn't keep up. And Slovenia is not even that great of a team, but when they're playing together, when they're getting some turnovers, when they're uh, kicking out into fast break, they can really turn live turno- live ball turnovers or live ball rebounds into offense really fast. And that's something that you really want to see from a team like this, especially a team that's going to be undersized against a lot of other teams. They've got to find ways to get extra possessions, extra baskets, things like that. Uh, but I thought Slovenia played played a fine game. Uh, Japan also threw at them a uh, they threw a, a, a like a full court press. I don't know if you it was you would even call it a press. They just they pressured them full court at a certain point in this game. Slovenia had a bunch of you know sloppy turnovers and, and things in the first half. They just didn't look right, and that's one of the reasons why the score was quote unquote as close as it was. But it really was the the like magician magistry, the magicianship of Luka Doncic. I mean, there's some passes. Go to Twitter. Go look at Mab's blog's uh, YouTube channel for all the highlights. I mean, he's just throwing passes. The one that really stood out to me is the one that I can't stop watching. Third quarter, about five minutes left. Luka and Mike Toby, the center for Slovenia, run a pick and roll. Luka goes to the right, and <laughs> Japan is doubling him every every possession like they did. So they double him. Plus, there's a defender on Mike Toby too. So it's not just a it's not just a double off of the pick and roll. They're doubling off of another shooter. They doubled off the weak side shooter to try and, and contain this. So they got three guys on this pick and roll, and they have, and then you got a player all the way on the other side of the court. And Luca says, "All right, bet." Drives on the right side pick and roll. Jumps in the air behind the back. Through two defenders right over Mike Toby's head. Like, if this pass would have been an inch short, like, lower, would have hit Mike Toby right in the head. <laughs> Instead, it's perfectly, perfect pass right to the corner. Three-point shot. Just an amazing pass that I started to think through how many players actually would try that pass, let alone complete it. Because, like, I don't even know if Jokic would try a pass like that off of him running a pick and roll. Maybe, maybe, but, like, jumping off of running a pick and roll, I don't know if Jokic does that pass. He's, his his amazing passes are more stationary. It's not as much of the on-the-move stuff. Magic Johnson, Pete Maravich, White Chocolate, Jason Williams, Steve Nash. Like, those are the names that started to come to my head of players that would even try this kind of a pass. And Luca hit it. On that one. He had so many other great passes in this game. Early in the third quarter, he had this one that I hadn't seen from him before. He's running a pick and a side pick and roll. So he's on the right side, not not at the not starting at the top of the key, but on the side. Him and Mike Toby kind of run it. Luca goes baseline. Mike Toby runs to the to the paint, and Luca gets doubled off of it. And Mike Toby doesn't have a defender on him this time. And so Luca's on the baseline with two defenders right at him. And instead of like trying to trying to force the pass or trying to pump fake a shot. 
he hesitates. He hesitates the pass instead of like a hezzy dribble, like a hesitation dribble or what they call a hezzy dribble where you like, oh, just give him a little bit of a, uh, <laughs> where, the, where the ball comes out. You pretend like you're about to cross over and you don't. He pretended like he was going to pass and it wasn't even a pass fake. It was like a two hands on the ball. He put it out in front a little bit. Like, am I going to do it? Am I going to do it? Am I? And then he did it. It wasn't even like a, a full pump fake of the pass. And then he got it right to Mike Toby. It looked like the easiest pass that could be made, but it's between two defenders. It's Luca on the baseline. And this is just one of the things that we've come to know and love with Luca, that he just makes the hardest stuff on the court look so easy. If you ever tried any of that stuff, if I tried that pass, I'd the ball would probably leave my hands like on accident because I'd mess up the hesitation pass or my pass wouldn't go exactly right to uh, the center in the lane or something like that. He had another one, the possession right after that one on the baseline where Luca and I, I think I posted this one or I, a lot of people posted this one on Twitter. Luca's at the top of the key, runs a pick and roll. Mike Toby dives to the, to the rim and Luca stays at the top of the key. He doesn't run with the pick and roll left-handed, no look slings a pass across his body down the, down the lane, right to Mike Toby. His passing just t- puts him on another level. You can talk about his shot making, his step back three, all that kind of stuff. He made some shots. I think he had 22 or 23 points in this game. Finished with seven assists. Should have had a lot, of, lot more assists. But it's his passing that really sets him apart. Because when you put the double team on him, he's like, okay, I'm just going to find whoever the open man is, and I'm going to hit them no matter where they are. If they're wide open, if they, you know, if I can pass them wide open. That's a thing we talk about in American football a lot. Can you pass them open? Can you throw a pass to an area so that they can go to that area and then be open? I think Luca does that pretty well. He did it a couple times tonight trying to get guys open for threes. But his passing sets him apart, and he did it in this game, getting double teamed every single time. (laughs) Every single possession, he was double teamed by somebody, and uh, his passing was just incredible. He had another moment that I thought really stood out. We're starting to look at Luca as a leader and Luca taking this next step with this national team because you've got some guys that we've seen before. Zoran Dragic is, is what, like 33, I think, 34 years old. He's been on this national team for a while. Clement Preplovich is in his 30s. He's been around for a while. You've got some of these guys that have been around the block a couple times with this team. But you don't have Goran Dragic. You don't have... I mean, it's Luca's team, obviously. It was Luca's team with Dragic before, but Luca's starting to get into that point in his career where he needs to take on some leadership roles for his teams to go to the next level. And so we're looking for some of those things from him, especially with this national team. And at the end of the, the first half, Luca had a play where he drives, he kicked it back to Bine Preplovich, the, the younger cousin of Clement Preplovich. And Bine Preplovich missed a three at the top of the key. And then Mike Toby tipped it in, and you're like, oh, okay, awesome. But Bina kind of got frustrated. He's like, oh, I missed, missed another shot. And Luca went up to him and said, no, keep going. Keep shooting. Keep shooting. And Luca will always, always encourage shooters to keep shooting. He doesn't care if you miss that shot. If you're wide open and you take it, great. You, you make it or not. Like 37% is a great three-point percentage, right? 40%. You're still missing most of the time. And so Luca encouraging Bine in the fourth quarter. Luca came back. I was surprised Luca played in the fourth quarter, but there was a moment where he kicked it over to the left corner and Bine decided to not take that three. And Luca threw his hands up in the middle of the play. What are you doing? Take the three. Like, keep shooting. 
And I, it, it may seem like he's getting frustrated with a teammate, but he, that's his style of leadership right now. It's, hey, keep shooting. I'm going to keep encouraging you to shoot. I'm going to be mad at you if you don't shoot because we just talked about this, right? Like we, we've, we've established this. You got to shoot. So Luca's passing. Luca taking another step as a leader, we hope, with this. And, uh, man, he was just amazing. And some of it is that the level of competition they had Yudi Baba, who was a former Mavs summer league and Mavs. I think he, I think he had a training camp invite from the Mavs, but uh, he, they had him. They just they didn't have any NBA players really. I don't think Yudo Yudo Wananabe. I don't think played in this one. Um, and so you can talk about the level of competition, but we saw Luca and his skills were on full display in, in this one for sure. Other stuff that I saw from from Slovenia in this one. Slovenia tried to zone at one point because Japan, their only offense really was hitting some threes. So they decided to to hit them with a zone and that really helped in the second quarter and then obviously helped in the, the second half as well in this one. Clement Prepovic didn't play. He's been their second leading scorer throughout these, prep, these uh, preparation games. He was their second leading scorer in the Olympics the last time we saw them play. And so uh, his whole thing is it's just precautionary. They're keeping him out so that he doesn't get hurt. They've already had Vlako Chanchar get hurt and miss all the all of the World Cup now. And so they kept him out. Iztok Franco on Twitter you know confirmed that he's just going to be out for prep for uh like precautionary measures. He's going to play in the first one, so we don't have to worry about that. Luca had another Luca boo boo at the end of the first half. He took a 3 and got fouled. He baited a defender and got Fouled on a three, hit all three of his free throws, but he was rubbing his shoulder, and he was rubbing his shoulder going into the halftime too, but he came back and was completely fine. Played into the fourth quarter in a blowout game. So no worries on that there with him. Um, Slovenia keeps throwing out different new starting lineups. They tried Nikolic in this uh, game. They tried uh, they, they played Gregor Gloss a couple more minutes than I, I've seen in the past before. They just keep trying to throw out new lineups. But I think what we know of their lineup, Luca is obviously in it. Mike Toby, their center, is obviously in it. Their other center is Ziga uh, Dimich, and they're not going to start him. He's not as good. Bine Preplovich has started ever, ever since the first couple of games. He started, and I, I think he's got some more size at the four. He can shoot. I think they're going to play him and start him. Uh, they've tried Blazic, who's like a you know a, a smaller shooting guard that can kind of put it on the deck and can can hit some threes. They've tried him at two. They started Gregor Horvat at two. He kind of does similar things as Blazic. Um, they've tried uh, Zoran Dragic at wing a couple times here and there, starting. He didn't start in this game. And so they're just going to try and throw some guys out. I think a lot of these guys are interchangeable, honestly. You've got Luka, and then you have... Uh, Clement Preplovich is the other ball handler. Ziga Samar, number four. He's that younger guard that I've talked about before. He, you know, he can handle the ball a little bit. He's going to come off the bench too. I can't see him starting either. But the rest of the guys, like they're just going to keep cycling through. And I don't know when coach is going to decide which lineup he's going to go with. I'm, I'm interested to see what he decides to do when he starts. But this this Slovenia team, I think they'll be fine in their group stage. Their their group their group play right now is. Uh, Georgia, Venezuela, Georgia, the country. <laughs> if you ever seen community, Donald Glover has this moment where he, they do a model UN and he's like, Georgia, the country kindly asks you if you mind your P's and Q's. He pretends like he has a Georgia accent when he's representing the country of Georgia. 
Georgia, Venezuela, Cape Verde. I think they're going to be fine in this. They've got the best player in the group by far. They've got a you know a pretty good group. They've got to hit some threes, but I think they can take care of business in the group stage. It then just becomes that next part. Can they can they take advantage of of that? Win it pretty early and then find some rhythm with this team and get some threes going down because they're going to live or die when they play some good teams and they play Spain again. If they play the U.S., they play you know some of these teams. They're going to have to hit some of these threes. And that's what's really going to make or break this team at a certain point. So are they ready for for FIBA World Cup play? I think they know what they are at this point. I think that's why they've tried so many different lineups. Their 12-man roster is, is it's pretty solid. You can play pretty much everybody on this roster too, which is is pretty cool. We've seen, we, we saw almost everybody in this game except for Clement Prepovich who was out in this one. So you can play all these guys. It's just a matter of who's hot, who's hitting threes. And who's hitting those wide open threes that Luca is creating? And then who else creates? Is it is it Clement Prevlovich that comes in and creates something else? Do they run enough plays where they get open threes or that they get anything going at the rim with Luca out? That's what matters for this team. And then can they play connectively on defense? That's going to be the same for a lot of these teams. But they don't have any standout defenders, really, is the other thing. They don't have any ind- really good individual one-on-one defenders I, I, from what I've seen. In the last couple of years, I've watched Slovenia, and then this year, like there's nobody really that stands out, and so they've got to play well connected together on defense, and they have done that. They create turnovers, they can get out in transition. They, they've done some some good stuff defensively in these preparation games, but can they do that going forward? So there you go. Let me know in the comment section what you think about this Slovenia team, what you think about Luca. Uh, we'll be doing some more episodes when the actual World Cup game starts. So starting next Friday, Australia versus Finland. We'll do all the Slovenia games as well. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs Slovenia. Peace out. Boom.